Fit for Life Radio, episode 94. Gary and Will coming at you. We're so close to 100. Chipping away. Then we just retire. That's it. Just 100 episodes and we're done forever. Walk off like Jordan. Yeah. But he came back. He did. Speaking of Jordan, actually, no, this has nothing to do with Jordan. Nah. <laughs> Today, we are going to start a little three-part series on eating, slash diet, slash nutrition, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same. Food. And we've touched on this before sporadically throughout other episodes, but we'll kind of lay it out real clear. Everyone, when they think of eating, we think of what we eat. Oh my gosh, what, what food should I eat? What diet? You know, those kind of things. But equally as important as the what is also the how we eat and the why we eat, addressing those things. And when you want to improve your nutrition for any goal, whether it be, especially around fitness, if you want to lose weight, you want to, or specifically lose body fat, gain muscle, improve performance have better mood, all these things, you need to address your nutrition. And we want to emphasize not just addressing the what, but again, also the how we eat and the why we eat. So we'll have three episodes. Today will be the why. Why? Then we'll do the how, and then we'll, then we'll talk about the what. So let's, let's get to it. Yeah, there's a lot of whys. So why we eat. I'm sure... Reasons are popping in your head. We're going to go through a few. So there is kind of like four main ones. But for fun, I had a poll on my Instagram. And luckily for us, everyone, so I posed the question, share a reason why you eat. Anything that pops in your head is fine. Nothing silly. And sure enough, we got pretty much the four I was looking for um, in here. Got some new ones here. Um, so the big, the main ones are boredom, sadness, which is emotional, stress, yep, and comfort entertainment. So th- those that are pretty the, much bi- covers everything. the biggest things. So ultimately, we'll start with the obvious one, which is we have to have food to live. Yeah, you need <laughs> so, it. You know, we need food. Obviously, if you're in a specifically maybe poverty, third world country, you're eating what you can get, right? You're already, you're already having this natural balance of getting enough food to like maintain your weight and support your, your lifestyle. And if you're not getting that, yeah, you can't be picky, right? If you're yeah. living in the woods, you're getting what you can. So obviously those people, they're not listening to the podcast yeah, and having this but fir- their why is just to to live yeah this and first, that's it this first world problem um so we could even say in general you know a balanced eating generally matches it's eating that matches your energy expenditure that's kind of what we're all after yep right but what we know is in today's environment it just society, doesn't happen yeah we have more Food is more available, and it's more than just fuel. Yeah, and it's entertainment, and it's attractive, and it's fun, and that's really hard. So if you're someone who struggles with your 
energy balance, say on the continuum of eating, the goal is balanced eating. There's overeating, loss of control of eating, binge eating, food addiction, right? So all of us are somewhere on that spectrum and normally we all want to work towards and be as close to balanced eating as possible. So addressing, if you just address the foods, that's not always going to fix no. the problem because... Which is pretty apparent, I think. Mm-hmm. How many people know what you should and shouldn't eat overall, yeah. right? Like you shouldn't have like pizza and chips for all your meals mm-hmm. and, you know, lean meats, fruits, veggies, whatever else. But most people have an idea of that, right? yet so- still don't do it. And I think that really leans into the why and the how... Well, and the focusing on the what actually causes a lot of the problem Mm -hmm. because then people say, well, I'm going to only eat these foods, go on this hardcore diet, eliminate all these other things that are still going to be in your life. Flashing at you as you drive down the street. that you have to deal with. So what happens is you create this on, off, good, bad cycle, Mm -hmm. which then a hardcore month of being quote unquote on or good is almost training you to then end up binging, right? Because you're only addressing the what, you know? And yeah, those foods were only available to you. You never had any other influence, environmental influence. Your past, right? If, you know, that's going to matter. So yeah, if you have all these foods from your past, they're still in your memory and brain and all that. So yeah, you're just addressing the what, that's not going to last. And then if anything, you end up going back the other way, hardcore. So that's where you... Start diving in. Okay, why am why am I eating? Yeah, right? why do I why do I normally go for all these things? So you get off work and you have a bag of trail mix or Cheetos and you eat that trail mix. Why are we eating it? Are we physiologically super hungry? Probably not, because you probably had something at we, lunch in the morning. Something at lunch, maybe even other snacks that you brought to work. Um, but maybe it's just because. So it could be out of habit right? It's in the car. Um, yeah, the more often you do something like that, the more it becomes automatic for people, you could, know? And you could have started having it because you were, work was stressful and every day you want that little hit. Um, the food provides you, which we'll talk about. Yeah. It's dopamine, right? You want to explain dopamine a little? I mean, yeah, I think it's dopamine and serotonin, but dopamine's like the, I mean, they're basically like the feel good type hormone mm-hmm. substance um and really we get it from anticipating you know or planning um leading up to something but um when you know when we eat foods that are hyper palatable it feels good you mm-hmm. know in a moment like it goes away but in that moment like we feel good and a lot of the reason why that ties to a why is like yeah if you are you know maybe feeling tired or down or you know, had a bad day, like it makes you feel good for a second. And then we start to want that, you know? And so that, you know, starts a cycle on top of, you know, the habit of it. Um, but yeah, and then the serotonin release, which also is a feel good substance, um, associated with eating foods like that. So, you know, you're anticipating it and then you do it and it feels great to do. And your brain's like, well, why don't we do that again? And so that kind of will spiral for a lot of people. And then what happens is those dopamine receptors become less responsive to, to the food. And so you need even more to mm-hmm. get that same response, which, I mean... A bigger hit of food is required, yeah. To get the same exact response. So it's mm-hmm. like, a, you know, if you think about, I mean, a, like drugs, um, 
you know, like, I guess you would need more to get the same impact. And that's what spirals a lot of people there too. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, you can see how that would kind of send somebody into a bad spot if they keep doing it and keep wanting more and more and more because that like those calories add up over time. You know, it's not like it's an innocuous substance like that matters. And what you'll see is this kind of nugget of information will, will be almost on all of all three, like Mm -hmm. the what, the how and the why. And because more highly processed foods are engineered to create more of a dopamine response, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, choosing the what is going to make uh, you deal with that better. But um, addressing why we're seeking these things out and maybe then how we can replace that dopamine with another form Mm-hmm. You know, something that's not food yeah. that can maybe give that to us can, you know, can be a good starting point. So, you know, yeah, if you catch yourself using food because you're stressed, because you're bored, um, a good first step is we'll kind of note that mm-hmm. and then from there replace it with something that's not food, right? No one's saying don't decompress after a stressful day. Yeah. Um, but you just want to try not to do it with food. Yeah. There's a better way to do it that's mm-hmm. not food related. You know, exercise is a good one. That's a really good one. I think a lot of people yeah. fall yeah. into that and realize how much it helps their day. Mm-hmm. Going for walks, uh, even setting goals, right? Yeah, I do want to, you know, improve my strength or my body composition to make me feel better. And now you can actually create dopamine from the anticipation of not eating. Mm-hmm. that those cheats to help you towards yeah. your goal because now you're like will said a big part of dopamine is the anticipation well if, so if you align uh your goals and remind yourself of them and then you're s- making decisions that you know will lead you closer to your goals that feels good that feels good yeah you get now you're getting the dopamine hit from saying no yeah to that to the extra food Exactly. Um, so you flipped it around and actually turned it into a positive just because you changed maybe what your, your goal was in that moment mm-hmm. or, you know, in that period of time. And I think that's powerful. Yeah. So really, th- this is how powerful your mind and brain is. You can almost just change the way you think and that's going to help you overcome a lot. Yeah. Another big one is, which is obvious, is we eat because it's time to eat. Yeah. So that's, you know... It's a double-edged sword. Double-edged sword. That's what over the time working with people in the real world, we've learned it's better to probably eat less so that you have less chances to end up eating too much. Yeah. Um, because if you do eat six times a day, even if you're like, I'm going to have planned six meals a day, you, now you're used to eating at all those times, right? So now you, and you're going to need good foods that help, you know, green light foods that help you not overeat typically. But those are harder to come upon, yeah. right? And, and they're it's, less, it's more opportunities to overeat. Yeah, they're less available. So now all of a sudden, it's on time you normally eat. You're not prepared. You're going to then the vending machine. Or you're going to grab stuff, a Snickers right? or whatever. But if you can adjust and get used to, say, just eating three meals a day, cut out snacking in between. Hormonally, there's, uh, you know, hunger hormones that are used to a certain schedule. So yeah. yeah, if you're used to eating less, you're going to notice you don't have those hunger pangs as much in between and as often, which then is going to, you know, make 
you have a better chance of not having to yeah, not overeating and, and doing so, that. You know, three meals. Some people do great with two meals, um, but really, like between two and four times a day is is on the bell curve the sweet spot for most people. Yeah, and you and you adapt to that too. Like it, it might take time if you're used to eating all day. Or just like you have six mm-hmm. meals and you have snacks all the time. Like there is an adjustment period where like you might have to just be hungry when you're, you know, going from six to three meals a day, but you know that like, okay, this will pass and this will benefit me. And then you get used to the schedule of three days a week or three days a week. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you get three meals a day. And then you don't have the, that hunger anymore. Cause you've kind of trained yourself. It's almost, you know, we'll think of it like a habit. If you're in the habit of eating, a snack at 10 a.m. every day, your body's going to be like, where's my snack? Yep. You know, and, and normally you bring an apple and some grapes and you don't bring those, but 10 a.m. rolls around, you're going to be like, still, where's my snack? Yeah, where's my snack? And then, oh, well, there's a Milky Way bar in the Yeah, and there's this little bit of, machine. of panic, I think, that happens with people when they get hungry. Like, I need to eat now. Mm-hmm. And one, like, realize it's not an emergency. Like, we live in a first world country, and you know. We, th- the reality is, we're. We have too we, much food. We should skip meals more than we should. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have to make every eating situation because remember, stored, like, body fat is stored energy. Yeah. If you don't eat, your body has plenty of you stored got energy. Plenty. Right? So, you know, unless you haven't been eating for a month, you skipped a month's worth of meals. Then um, you've, yeah, you've used up all that. But uh, trust me, a snack. When you just ate two hours ago and you're going to eat two hours from now, you, you can do how, without. How many, I don't remember the figure, how many calories does the average person have on them? Do you remember that? Like of fat. Oh, I mean if. It's a ton. You know. I can't remember how many. I think it's 30 days worth. It's probably, you know. Like if you didn't that, eat that's for it, 30 days? I think that's if you're at a healthy weight. Too, yeah. So yeah, then even more. So if you're 40 pounds overweight. You got even more, um, man. I mean, you're talking. Well, there you go. If a, ca- a calorie of fat is nine, cal- nine, one gram, of, yeah, it's nine. How many? What in a uh, pound of fat is normally thirty five hundred calories, yeah. right? Yeah, thirty five hundred times forty. So, say you're just thirty pounds overweight. Thirty times thirty-five. That's hundred one hundred and five thousand calories. That's a lot of days, and right? If normally, you need about say two thousand calories. That's fifty-two days. You're gonna be okay. <laughs> like you're good. Like you're not gonna starve to death. Now, what people, what you're experiencing is not to invalidate anything, though. Is if especially if you're used to eating carbier stuff and mm-hmm. lower protein, you're just on the blood sugar roller coaster. Yeah. So you're not experiencing like true physiological hunger. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. You're just experiencing a dip in blood sugar. And your body's like, hey, we we need to bring this up. You know, and you're on this roller coaster of blood sugars too. So that's another reason to be able to skip a meal so that you can body can handle that better. Mm-hmm. And it's a catch twenty two. The more overweight we are, typically the less the worse our insulin sensitivity is and the more we, we struggle with those blood sugar ups and downs yep. and managing that, right? And as you get leaner, that's going to get better. It's going to yeah, get, get better at that. Stabilizes more. Exactly. More stabilized mood, hunger, all that. Yeah, that was, but, that was a tangent. So, 
Yeah, we have. We do have to eat. It is good to have set meal times because we're fueling a lot of us. Yeah, we do exercise and do the things, do these things. But you have to be um, at a baseline level, honest with yourself, right? If you're inactive and don't do anything, you don't need as much food. You yeah. Know? So <laughs> that's what it is. Um, and you'll see a lot of people when they maybe can't work out or they have to stop for some reason. Maybe they get hurt. We'll keep eating the same amount of food, mm-hmm. and this is like textbook. And they're like, "I gained like ten pounds." Well, like, did you adjust your eating? No, I've been eating the same thing I did when I was very active, and that's just a pretty cut and dry thing that happens a lot. So you do have to account for that. Yep. And then you know, sadness, emotional eating—that's that's a big one, and that you know goes really deep to typically maybe even childhood. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, again use food almost as a friend. To feel good and to feel good, comforting. and we eventually get used to those um, hormonal hits and mm-hmm. uh, what was it the dopamine dopamine that we talked about and yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, you know? and that's that's not it's way deeper and like you know it might even require going to therapy or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not for all of us not easy to address all of those things. So you know you might have to talk to somebody about it or you know, maybe just face what you, you know, has been in the back of your mind or eats away at you. Um, but you have to deal with it. Otherwise you're going to keep turning to food. And for the most part, it's probably not working out for you. So, you know, you have to address that. And again, not saying it's easy, but it's there and you know, Mm -hmm. you probably won't make much change without facing that. Yeah. Another big reason why we eat is entertainment. That's you know, so boredom, such a entertainment, big thing now. and it becomes a habit, and that's not a habit you want to have. Now it's okay, and that's to, to eat for entertainment. You just want to be aware. Yeah, you I want know, to make that conscious decision that this is for entertainment. I'm going to enjoy it, and I know I don't need this. Mm-hmm. And I always find think a good, you know, crux for this is you know people will yeah you're having a party and you're buying chips and you know, making, you know, some special dessert and then people are coming over, you're having this for entertainment, then it's over and people have trouble throwing food away. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember, one thing I always tell myself is you didn't buy this for fuel. You know, you, you understood this is highly processed, highly enjoyable, entertaining food yeah. for this moment. Just like if you, you know, bought a movie ticket, that's entertainment, right? Don't just, oh, I'm going to just eat all this food just because it's, it's here now or I don't want to, quote, unquote, waste it, right? So you have to kind of be able to separate that. And that's, you, that's a hard one for yeah, a lot If you of can people. mentally just see, hey, that was entertainment. It's over now. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good battle to, to work through. And also then noticing, do you need every single food or meal to be entertaining? Because here's the thing. Typically, the foods that are best for us aren't as entertaining, right? No. So we don't enjoy them as much. So yeah, having chicken and broccoli and rice isn't as fun. But then that also means, but even though it's super nutritious and you can eventually, you know, tell you, you should be able to tell your mind like, this is fuel. This is going to help me um, for lots of reasons. Mm-hmm. And then those are good, good reasons to do it, right? And for our health and things like that. So you have to find the pros and cons of say a fun meal versus a fuel meal and if you find that you are just needing every meal to entertain you 
That's a that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And you can't compare, you know, uh, some super like nachos is always going to be way more fun and enjoyable yeah. than baked um, chicken thigh. One hundred percent. Right. So you you can't like compare or, and, and be like, like, oh, well, this one's better. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you have to. Of course, it is. <laughs> you have to get used to understanding. There's going to be fuel meals and there's going to be fun meals, and not every meal can be a fun meal. Yeah, and that's a kind of a... Mm-hmm. And no matter how much you try to dress it up, I, there's some awesome cookbooks out there. Um, it's, it's, it's not going to have those heightened senses. But I'll say this, you know, as you... As we're sitting here, it's like, man, that just sounds depressing. But here's the thing. Those meals, the quote-unquote fuel meals, you start to enjoy them more. You have to understand the power of your brain. When you then start to sleep better, feel better... Yeah, work get, out better. Get all these benefits. You then mentally tie those to those fuel meals and all of a sudden... And they feel better. They start being more fun and more enjoyable because you know the little bit delayed gratification, but... You know they're making you feel better. Pros and benefits that you're going to get out of it. And then you you start to enjoy it more, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you have to realize... if you're down, If you're going from all super heightened extreme flavors funness yeah it may feel a little dull at first but over time it will actually surpass those i would even almost say those are your fun meals because you love what you can expect out of them yeah that's more than just the short-term gratification that comes from you know a slice of cake a slice of cake because yeah. then what happens? All oh, your stomach's upset, and you sleep poor because you're on a sugar high, and you wake and you're still hungry. Yeah. Like that's and a big one. And you're still hungry, and you wake up, and you know you you need to start making note of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, when you're trying to work on this why we eat, you can start to save those for fewer and far between meals. Yeah, for special occasions, um, because you realize, you know what, I don't want to eat because i'm sad today mm-hmm. i don't want to eat because i'm bored today you know hey i'm sad i'm gonna call a friend hey i'm bored i'm gonna go exercise yeah you know, go for I'm a walk go, yeah i'm gonna go join up you know volleyball league right um emotional bored sad what was the other one entertainment entertainment well that kind of goes with bored I know. it does but they're, they're kind of different I think we had, let me see here. Beep, beep, beep. I mean, another one could just be it's because it's a habit. You know, if you're used to eating at a certain time, you just eat at a certain yeah. time. So that could be. Yeah, and that one, again, manage the amount of times you're eating. You mm-hmm. know, if you notice you struggle, eat less often, right? So why do we eat? Again, these are made, write everything down and then start to look at how, how can I address these, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and again, our takeaways, eat less often to begin with, replace food with other things. So again, if it's stress, boredom, entertainment, find other forms of entertainment that aren't food, other forms of stress relief that aren't food. Yeah. I mean, that's, those are the biggest ones. And then, you know, you can peer, you know, regularly ask yourself why you're eating this meal, right? Or this Mm -hmm. food. And then, like being on, like one, being honest with yourself, and two, just being a little more in the moment as well. 
Yeah. You know, if you have to ask yourself why at every meal, then you're a little more focused on it. You're probably not, you know, mindlessly watching TV or in that moment you're not. So, you know, it's a little more introspective and yeah. And you have to be honest with yourself. And when you do that, like it's not fun, but you're a little more likely to be like, okay, well, you know, I did have that cause I had a bad day or, you know, I'm super bored and I want to feel good and you have an entertaining meal, you know? So generally you'll know. Um, and then other meals when you are like, yeah, that was just a fuel meal. It was good, but not the best. Um, you know, like we said, those start to add up when you have other effects from them. So more of a long-term versus short-term gratification. But I think that can be a little more powerful as you kind of, you know, snowball and, and get better and better at it. Yeah. And another big factor, it kind of ties into entertainment a little bit, is our social factors, right? You made why we eat. A lot of times we eat because someone else is eating yeah. or because it's there. You, maybe you were going to a party and yeah, whatever, you and friends are playing card games and if there was no food there, you weren't in yeah, you'd probably eating, be fine. But now maybe there's like 12 different dishes that you haven't even thought about. You didn't even know existed. Now, but now you're eating them because socially everyone else is or because mm -hmm. they were there. Again, that can be fine and you can plan for that and that's normal. But if you start noticing that maybe there's some situations and people that that's all you do, that's the only thing, everything's tied to it, you, you know, you might want to take a good, good look at that. Um, again, not judging it as good or bad. Or but just, is this helping me? But just seeing, yeah, what um, am I gaining out of, out of these events? Um, especially yeah. if you're trying to change. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that one. I mean, yeah, your environment is, we'll always, I think, say it's probably one of the biggest factors in change anyway. So that's a, a good one to look at. Mm -hmm. And if you notice, you can say you've changed some of these things. Say, man, yeah, there's two times a day where I, you know, one, I eat out of boredom and another time normally for stress relief. Well, before we've even touched what to eat, you could have made a big difference and a big change in by just addressing why, why you're eating, why you're eating. And now all of a sudden with a little structure and awareness, you realize, Hey, I'm having food at set times that I'm at a frequency I can plan for and be consistent and provide food that, that fuels me. And I don't overeat on. And then I have, you know, I'm more aware about when I'm having food for fun and entertainment. And there's a couple times I do and I can manage it. And again, what everyone's goal is and aiming for that balanced eating and you're able to stay, maintain your body weight with those maybe planned entertainment meals or social events. Yeah. And boom, you're in a balanced place. They're, they're perfectly fine. That's the goal. You're maintaining body weight, balanced eating. You can include some of those things by being more aware and focused on the why. Yeah. And you're a little more in control of yourself when you kind of address those whys and you understand, you know, why you do things and, you know, how you can fix them. Mm -hmm. But it's also hard because addressing the why is addressing you, you and a lot of things that maybe people don't want to unpack, you know, maybe you're stressed after work because you hate your job and your boss, right? Yeah. So now all of a sudden trying to work on your nutrition <laughs> you got to figure dive on your like career and job and and you have to then address those issues yeah. right and that's hard and yeah that's a lot 
and you know might not be ready for it in the moment mm-hmm. that's okay but yeah those things do come out when you and I really start digging think that is the that's why nutrition is so hard because mm-hmm. it's deeper it's, so it's many, way it's, deeper it's than the what deeper so the what is the surface mm-hmm. the why is you know the iceberg that's mm-hmm. underwater that you don't see yeah and people that maybe they don't have as many issues to work through normally can do well with just addressing the what because there's no need deeper to go like they kind of make changes bring a little awareness oh yeah this this is great yeah people i feel good this is fine who maybe take longer or there's stuff to go through have a deep you, that's where the why maybe was a deep deep dive yeah and but it has to be done yep have to mm-hmm so that's 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 the hardest that's gonna be the hardest yeah so you got to the hardest you're thinking of thinking through things right now the why we eat is is tough right it's crucial so next week on the how we eat uh, not not it's not gonna be as as difficult it's normally more uh bad habits yeah you know, like eating too fast eating distracted uh, those kinds of kinds of things. So more behavior, surface behavior changes. Yeah. So not as deep as the why, but still important. Mm-hmm. Definitely very important in the process. Yep. So think yeah. about it. Notice. Just ask yourself the question when you're eating a meal. And again, like it's not wrong to be eating for entertainment, but I think it's important to make the decision yourself that, you know what, I am going to eat for entertainment and then do it. Because then you can, you know, go back to yeah. eating your normal meals a little bit easier because you recognize mm-hmm. that that was a, you know, quote unquote trip to the movies that you took while you ate that cake or whatever you got. And then you threw it away afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, Or eating a food because you like it and maybe yeah. it's nostalgic, but being aware that that's why you're eating it and you can have a serving of it and then be done. You know, you don't have to thank. You don't have oh to my gosh, week. you know, you start it and I can never have this again and, and I'm going to binge on it. You know, it can just be part a small part of, of your day and you're bringing awareness to it and you know why you're eating it. Mm-hmm. Um, boom. Yeah. Boom, bang, bang. Just ask a question. All right, everyone. Open up your notebooks. Let us know if, if this, you have any questions about this. Yeah. Um, if this helps you. Mm-hmm. If you like it, we're supposed to have Amanda coming on again, who's a licensed therapist. We had her before. Everyone loved that. So maybe start telling us if there's specific topics a little along these deeper things that you'd like to hear her go over, dive into questions, hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, email, carrier pigeon. (laughs) I was trying to come up with a funny one and I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't do it. All right. All right. We'll catch you next time. See ya. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.